And welcome to the August 17th, 2007 edition of the Relevant Podcast. Summertime edition. The end of summer, you know, I mean, the school starting back up here in the next, you know, week to month. Figured this was kind of the last gasp for summer. So everything we do today is going to be themed around summer. At least all the music breaks. So that's why I'm shirtless. (laughs) The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion. The timely seasonal audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the interim podcast crew, while editorial director Kara Davis is out on maternity leave. We have managing editor Adam Smith. hey Web content producer Jesse Carey. Yo! And operations manager, and my wife, Maya Strang, filling in for Kara. Hi! You're not going to do any bad catchphrases today? Hello, mate! There you go. <laughs> but Governor. <laughs> that was good stuff last week. No. Yes. No, it wasn't. That's that's the punchline to one of my new jokes I've been working on <laughs> for my routine. I I gave some people a ride to the airport this morning, so I literally had a captive audience <laughs> to test some material on. Was there a lot of uncomfortable nervous laughter? Yeah, I and uh, I, because uh, one of them it was Dave was sitting in the back seat, so I just pretty much just stared into my rearview mirror. Right into his eyes the whole time. <laughs> I was like, huh? 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 <laughs> and he wasn't watching the road or anything? No, I was swerving all over the place. And that added to the nervous tension in the car. So That's right. You're, you're going to do stand-up one day, right? <sighs> one day. One day. I'm still polishing the material, though. I'm telling you, we just need to go on a cruise, a short cruise. <laughs> and you need to go on, like, the talent show night. Yeah, just open mic night, you yeah. know? Because, you know, really, it's a bunch of drunk people who are there to have a good time. You're never going to have a looser audience yeah, than on exactly. yeah. the, They're relaxed. The last time you tried this, though, you offended the honor of a puppet, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, it was and the ventriloquist. So, <laughs> but I, that was when he was in high school, and it was with a Christian group. Yeah, and the material wasn't as strong, <laughs> I, <Yeah>. admittedly. <laughs> Uh, coming up later in the podcast, we actually have an interview with Jamie Moffat from The Simple Way. You know, if you recall, about a month ago, there was a, a large fire up there. Um, so we want to talk to him about an update, what's going on with the rebuilding efforts, and uh, just hear what's happening with The Simple Way. And uh, that's coming up later, so stay tuned. Okay, how about this? Uh, <laughs> I, I was eating uh, the Monte Cristo, which we all know is... is Delicious. It's a, it's a ham sandwich that's later fried, then is put powdered sugar on. And, with raspberry deliciousness. Yeah, with, with raspberry jam on top, which, you know, it takes years off your life. I was eating it, and my heart got a cramp. <laughs> like, I literally had... I didn't know it was possible. I had to stop and stretch out my heart, because it cramped up. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that it's one. It's good. Okay. Yeah. I was telling Jesse, my brother, I think, had the best quote about the Monte Cristo sandwich ever. Um, he was saying how appropriately it was named after the Count of Monte Cristo, because it comes from humble beginnings... It arrives cloaked in splendor, and it wreaks a terrible revenge. <laughs> That's good. That'll go over with, with you know, a more educated crowd. The literati. <laughs> literati. Yeah, they would love it. I yeah. had Not a Monte Cristo Or the, the gluttons. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. <laughs> and, and our Arby's. I identify with that. Usually, usually <laughs> the one bring and the me same. more gravy. <laughs> our Arby's conversation has also sparked some... Like talking about how, you know, there's McDonald's, there's Wendy's, there's Hardee's, there's Carl's Jr. Those are all relatively common, and I'd say, you know, mildly appetizing names. Was the guy's first name Arby? Like, who, hmm. who names their kid Arby? Because if your name Arby, you're pretty much limited to what you can do with your life. Because, you, let's say, you can't go into, like, politics. Who's going to vote for a guy named Arby? Actually, Arby's is an acronym for America's Roast Beef, Yes, Sir. No, nice. it's not. Uh-huh. Hmm. You know also what is an acronym? TCBY. No way. <laughs> yeah. What? I it thought is. it was someone's last name. Yeah. yeah. Someone from an Eastern T-G-I-M. European country. Bob TCBY. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Goodbye. 
what it was is founded by these guys, Forrest and Leroy Raffle, who decided on the Arby's marker because of they the, were the inventors of the raffle, right? right? Yeah, they at first they didn't sell the sandwiches; you had to buy a ticket and do a drawing. <laughs> um, but they decided on the Arby's because of the initials RB Raffle Brothers. However, they also decided as a an acronym or a backronym, if you will, after they had come up with that name Arby's mm-hmm. to. Uh, assign it the acronym America's Roast Beef Yes Sir That's the best They could come up with I know It's the well, Yes actually, Sir I guess that was, yeah. I guess that was Actually an advertising Campaign in the 80s Alright coming out In theaters Your entertainment releases Movies coming out today In theaters We've got several good ones Death at a Funeral Isn't that the one That's the funniest British comedy Since yeah. Since the last Funny British comedy <laughs> Oh I hope so Since Hot Fuzz I hope you're right Funny bridge comedy. We also have the invasion starring Nicole Kidman. It's one where you know the zombies or something take over, and mm-hmm. you have to pretend it's, like you don't have any emotion, right, yeah. or else they'll take you in your sleep. Cool, it's a remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But as cool as this oh, one looks, I didn't know that um, it does. Well, I thought it looked cool, but I've actually heard that it went through like they had they, they did several reshoots because they were about to release it, and they're like, we cannot release this. Wow. wow. So they had to release, reshoot some parts. I feel like it looks mildly interesting in that if I saw it playing on the USA Network five years from now, I might watch it. All right, also coming out, The Last Lesion. <laughs> you mean The Last Legion? No. <laughs> Not The Last it's Lesion. Lo- <laughs> no, it's a lesion. It's, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a wound that won't scab over. <laughs> it's The Last Lesion. I need some back teen. <laughs> ben Kingsley has this really long lesion. And uh, Colin Firth gets him some salve. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than salve yeah. for a lesion. Sounds like a hit. <laughs> <laughs> when I have a lesion, I use salve. Ironically, it's much better than the invasion. So, yeah. And, and uh, last but not least, coming out, super bad. Uh, the best comedy of the year, everybody's saying. Huzzah. Starting all the... Uh, the kids Huzzah. all the kids that the kids are talking about these yeah no, knowing the, the writers and the producers it's going to be incredibly off color and probably hilarious so yeah, yeah. watch at your own so risk be warned yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh albums coming out on tuesday we've got rilo kylie with under the backlight okay can i interject real quick last week do. i <laughs> i forgot or i did not see the la symphony album that was coming out last oh. week and we forgot to mention it it, so. it actually no it came out I th- yeah, you're right. It did. It the came out this release. past Tuesday. Yeah, and, this past and Tuesday. How could I forget to? So I just want to plug it real quick. It's out. Yeah, now. Go it's check good it out. too. Yeah, I have it. It's very good. It's a lot of stuff uh, that they had recorded over the last five years, and it's compiled. So if you like indie underground hip hop, it's just real fresh yeah, stuff. And there are again some really good buzz from the college scene. You know, like Flynn was telling me that. Uh, I guess a college radio DJ had contacted their label and said, this album is so amazing, I don't even know which track I like best. He's like, you know, all of these are amazing. Like, I don't even know what to play. Well, see, uh, they're number one heat seeker on the CMJ charts, and they uh, uh, CMJ Magazine reviewed it real positively as well. So the college music circuit's e- eating it up. Cool. It's, a great, it's a great album. It, yeah, it's not got a couple it, new tracks on there as well. Yeah, they do. There's some new material. It's, it's all stuff nobody's heard. I mean, it's all new material. Right, like... So head out and get it. Absolutely, yeah. go get it. Uh, the Panic Division with songs from the Glass House, a militia group, minus the Bear with Planet of Ice, As I Lay Dying with An Ocean Between Us, Josh Ritter with the historical conquests of Josh Ritter. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a little narcissistic, but Josh <laughs> I mean, Ritter. His last really album good. was amazing. Yeah. And MIA with Kala. I mean, there's a great lineup coming really out this is. week. Finally, yeah, really. There's been a drought for mm-hmm. the well, last couple weeks of the summer. It's kind of like uh, movies, you know. It's like all the comes out during the mm-hmm. summer, but fall and winter—that's yeah. when all the really good stuff comes out. It's same with music. I mean, now that we're getting into fall. College is starting back up. It's all the college music music is coming out again, so I'm excited. All right, so that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, slices. Two kids on the block and a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take grip, I have one dish. She's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Pop mama named Stick and Span Met you one summer and it all began You're the best girl that I ever did see The great Larry Bird jersey 33 Where you 
Take a sip, you literally the worst lyrics of any pseudo rap. I'm I'm on the verge of weeping. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this guy right. needs to actually apologize to music. Just be like music. I'm sorry. You're listening to none other than LFO with Summer Girls. There, are they Orlando's own? Yes. <laughs> the, the one guy with big teeth. I saw him in Urban Outfitters once. Well, I told you about the boy big band. teeth make a good target. Um, collaboration. Yeah. Well, right. you know that show's aired. Oh, is it aired or is it about to air? No, it aired. Uh, in the last month, it aired. Did, what was did it you- called? It's called Man Band or something like, something like that. Oh, it was yeah. a collaboration of all these has-been <laughs> boy band guys on VH1. But they were taping it this past man year. Man Band, that's awesome. They were taping it this past year. <laughs> What's it called, Man Band? It was something like that, wasn't it? Anyway, they uh, <laughs> it should have been. Anyway, they were performing at a, a Magic game at halftime because they're all from Orlando. Oh, that's and a... they got booed. Mm. And it was so funny. I was booing. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the guy with big teeth. It was, uh, it was someone from LFO, right? The guy the from LFO apparently had cancer and was recovering from cancer, and this was his way of kind of like coming back and well, whatever. And you booed sad. him. Well, it, if you would have been there, the, they were I'm, that. They were bad. I. It was. It was the one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. I mean, and it wasn't. It wasn't like it was just him up there singing a song about, um, you know, whatever. Macaulay Culkin being in Home yeah, Alone. Yeah, it, it was. It was him and like four other washed up boy band guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. Was it like Chris Kirkpatrick or something. Yeah, yeah. Who I saw um, when we were playing mini golf. Yeah, and he was wearing jean shorts. Jorts. Jean shorts. Jorts. <laughs> Jorts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't know they had a name. They I do. just thought they were there's out of a, style. They do now. They, uh, there's, that actually, just said that. there's actually jorts.com. No. no. <laughs> there it is. If you go to jorts.com, it's only pictures of people in jean shorts. <laughs> going right now. <laughs> Speaking of um, questionable fashion choices. Um, oh, my. Don't go to jorts.com. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> Don't please if you're a, well. I was to say if you're a woman, don't go. But if you're anybody, don't go. <laughs> That's awful. They're not just any jean shorts. No, but the, no, the, he did not wear shorty jean shorts like that. He wore like I got him at, at Walmart, yeah, down to your knee type. Well, well that's what I'm saying. If you click shorts. through, uh, if you go to the uh, like, there's a picture gallery of Wh- all wide of range. all species of jean shorts. Say, oh, Adam wears shorts like that. No. Wait, what did you just say? Adam wears Adam wears, wears shorts like that. Shants, shants, <laughs> because they're pants that he cut really short. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why yeah. were you wearing that? Was it Halloween or something? No, it was the moving day. No, it was the moving. Oh well, the, said, on the moving day, I had the cutoffs that were way, way, way too short. Yeah. Like uncomfortably short. Like, like never you could. You wore it for just a little band. bit. Oh my gosh! Yeah. When I, they're like a speedo. Yeah. I mean, they really were. They were Tobias Fuquay. Yeah, like the pockets were hanging out the yeah, bottom. Yeah, two pairs on. Um, yeah. <laughs> it looked like you were never new. Um, but then on the relevant games day, I wore the, the shants, the yeah. jeans I had cut to capri length. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it twice. I know there's yeah. two events. <laughs> Adam has a wide variety of jorts that he's like. <laughs> yeah, I like to break out on special occasions. Jorts. Okay, so questionable fashion choices. Now, I, I, th- this is actually a fairly big deal. All right. My dad, uh, his name is Steve Strang, ever since I've known him, as, I mean, as a young child, as an embryo, he has had a very stout mustache, mm-hmm. okay? My dad has shaved off his mustache permanently. For good. Never he's come done, back. He's done with the mustache. And there, his reasoning is that he was, as he looked around, he never saw anybody that was younger than him wearing a mustache and he felt like it was very 1980s. I'm trying to tell him, Dad, the 80s are coming back Yeah, again. it's right when mustaches it's are our, coming back. I'm making yeah. a comeback. I'm telling him this. He does not believe me, okay? I, I am curious to actually see a picture. Oh, he's was, all lip. It was scary at He's first. all lip. I, it, he, that's all I see. It's like Flanders with his mustache. Yeah. He's, yes. It is. So I, I, last night I told him, I said, Dad, I'm so bothered by the fact that you no longer have this. I mean, I feel Did like you say I don't even know you. Yeah, Who I mean, this I feel like this is a legacy You're that not he my has yeah. that he has uh, stopped. I mean, it's a legacy that I said. You know what? 
I will I will accept the baton and I will and I will take the mustache from you and I will lead the charge to resurrect the mustache dad and uh, and I will issue a challenge on the podcast to as many listeners who would be so willing to grow to join me in growing massive mustaches. Well, I mean mustache may is coming uh, gone. Well that that's that's a road that I've walked. I know it is. And your your mustache growing ability is incredibly <laughs> impressive. It makes me feel like a woman. Well <laughs> uh, one one of the anomalies, one of the many anomalies of Oral Roberts University is a strict dress code that dates back to the uh, late sixties. Which uh, at the time, I, things have changed since I've come and gone. But when I was a student, facial hair was not allowed unless it was a mustache. So, <laughs> kind of real under the radar, we started the Oral Roberts University Gentleman Society. <laughs> there was only one thing you had to do to be inducted into the Gentleman Society, and that was grow a mustache. You realize that the acronym for that is O-Rugs? <laughs> we, That's what they put on their faces. Yeah, we had t-shirts, and on the front of the t-shirt... They were, we, what we did was we invited everyone in the society, and like I said, it was easily it was easy to tell who was in the society. Yeah, they had we invited awesome. everyone. And it turned out to be about thirty five people <laughs> <laughs> to come up to our room and bring a white T shirt. And on that T shirt, we would iron on. Um, what we did is we had a picture of a of the, this very uh, proper looking gentleman uh, with a big handlebar mustache on the front, and we had an emblem that we made with him. On the back, you got to picture pick your own picture of Burt Reynolds or, <laughs> or Tom Selleck for, for the back of your shirt. So sure. you have your own unique shirt. Yeah. Mine was a speedboat. Um, <laughs> other guys had convertibles or drawn handguns or something. Um, it, was a proud, um, it, was a, it was a proud society. The funny thing was were the guys who already had the mustaches, oh, and they weren't man. part of a joke, but they, they got behind it more than anyone. They were like, I've had the mustache ever since I've been a student here. <laughs> Finally, I'm I'm one of the guys, you know. So a gentleman society, it brings out um, a loyalty that you won't see with anything. Well, else. well, here's what we need to do is is start the the relevant podcast, gentleman society, really. And and the challenge would be that you and your friends, you know, you got You can't do it alone, or else you're just that guy. Um, you have to do it with no the, one wants to be <laughs> no nobody trust me <laughs> uh, but you and a couple of your buddies you know um, g- girls you can join too if you want but, <laughs> free uh, to Kahlo if you're out there <laughs> well the, I can tell you don't do it alone because the next year we tried to resurrect it with a league of extraordinary gentlemen <laughs> And it didn't get the same following. <laughs> so, How long did you have to keep your mustache? Uh, one month. Okay. Uh, all right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, Jesse, you know, on the Relevant Podcast blog at the website, I want you to kind of lead the charge here because oh, you've, you've I, done this. You I know, don't know if I can go back. No, you've, you, you have to be the chairman because you know how to, you've led a society of gentlemen before. Uh, I'm just saying we've got to take the Jesse, mustache you behind. Fu- you can grow a full mustache in a week, Jesse. Yeah, come <laughs> on. You've got to take the month. full mustache behind, uh, baton from my dad. And pass it on to our generation. Yeah, one month, man. That's it. I'll I'll do one month. I'll commit to a month with you. you know, I'm, trying, you? I'm trying to think of what I have going on this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll grow a beard and then shave it to a mustache for like and a I'll, day. Not a day. Yeah, it can't a day. be a day. It can't be a day. I don't want you walking around with a mustache. Yeah, you don't Please. understand. Have you, what about okay, a week? Let, let me ask you no, this. No, I've never done it let before. Let me ask you this. I've have, never have done either it. Either of you done it before? No, I've never yeah. done it because I didn't want people to go, I, my word, you look exactly like your dad. I, well, <laughs> I haven't had one for and now they won't a say month that. before. Well, well let, let me tell you this. That's the least of your concern. You start wondering, like... Like I never valued eye contact as much because it's gone. It's gone. All people look at is the mustache. No one will look at you in the eye. You know, like, it's like, hey, I'm up here, guy. I'm up here. <laughs> well, now you know what the women go through. Yeah, so, I am not just a mustache. Okay. Yeah. Um, what if you grow it out and you can't grow a full one? You grow like a Chester Molester mustache, and then it's just, like Adam Morrison. Yes, yeah. he is terrifying. Who? Adam Morrison, basketball Zaga for went to Charlotte. I hope Horrible. I hope some people who join our society have Chester Molester mustaches. Oh, there's no doubt. How about if you have a someone, mustache right now? Send us a picture. Yeah, no, someone, no, no, no. I don't want guys who already a, have uh, them. Someone grow a pencil thin John Waters mustache. <laughs> that's that's the thing we have in our society. We have to have. Um, kind of slots people have to fill. We have to re- represent the entire spectrum of mustaches. 
You know, I'll take the Steve Strang. I'll claim it right now. I'll take that one. <laughs> no. Well, I you mean, can do the Burt Reynolds. I mean, oh, yours is like I a rug done, up there. I have done the Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it's like a shag carpet. No, right? you know what? No, yours is the um, uh, Robert Goulet. That's what yours is. <laughs> That's when you had one at the office. Yeah, yeah it was the Robert Goulet. you came Goulet. in as Robert Goulet. Yeah. And, and see, and here's or Ron another Burgundy. Thing. Here's another Were you thing. Ron Burgundy or Goulet? Yeah, was, they're pretty much the same character. Okay. But, uh, I forget which one you were. <laughs> um... Here's the thing: people look at you differently. You, you, it's not like you can just go on life as normal it's, because it's true. you're reminded of your mustache every time anyone glances at you. Like, yeah. just say you're just out pumping gas. People look at you like, <laughs> but you, I, a seemingly normal yeah, young man has I will a large say this. mustache. When I came in the office as Goulet on Halloween, Melissa and I went to the post office during lunch. And I felt like a social pariah. Like I felt like I should not be out in public. I was. But you were dressed with, ridiculously. Yeah, but it was more the mustache than anything. I was filled with shame the whole time I was in the post office. You gotta understand, this isn't like if we were doing this ten, fifteen years ago, it wouldn't be a big deal. But the era of the mustache has come and gone, and which is why it, my dad shaved it. it and I'm trying again. to say back. to him, we can be instruments of change, and we can spark a movement. Well, right now is the era of the ironic mustache. That's what I'm saying. But the problem is you have to be within a certain social setting for people to understand that it's irony. And when you're just out pumping gas, people just think you're a tool. But... Do we care what people at the gas station think? You might not now. Yes. Yeah, you might not now, but trust me. You Listen, you know road. what though? You know, seriously, th- that that's a spiritual thing that needs to be yeah, broken maybe, in our lives. Maybe we this, need to do this to break yeah, out of our Maybe this is a test of humility. That's what I'm saying. The gentleman society. Take up thy mustache daily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're gonna have to keep working on that one. We're, Cameron. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna create the relevant podcast, Gentleman Society. Do not do this alone. What we want with the Gentleman Society is photos. I want before and afters. I do not want people who currently have mustaches to join. I want people who are starting a new season in their lives right. with yeah. us. If you have a beard and you want to shave it down to yes. a mustache, that's okay. But that's not a mustache. So, right, I mean, that's right. what I'm saying. But we, it's a good jumping off point. You got a mustache hiding under it's there. It's a great jumping off <laughs> yeah. point. I want a before photo. I want an after photo. We're going to put it up. We're going we're gonna to let people maybe vote on the best mustache i think we should issue a reward for the challenge yeah see if you have a beard it's a great start because it's almost what like michelangelo said about a, a slab of marble right he right. says the art is in there i'm just, you, releasing, you're just releasing it, it. you're and, releasing the mustache yeah, from the exactly. confines of your All facial you need hair. is a razor and you can release that yeah. mustache i'm about a week away from being able to shave down to a to a mustache so, yeah, so you don't right have to- now it would it would really look Terrifying. Uh, right now, yeah, I get some stares at the gas station. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like this idea. Okay, so we're not. You talking can join to, in too, Maya. I'm not even saying a month. I'm not even saying a month. Just grow it until. But, but but to qualify as a member of the Gentleman Society, you do have to have it for at least a week. Man up, you should, Jesse. You should do it when Kara's her her first week back. Yeah, it could be terrify her. <laughs> hey, while you were gone, a new trend started. Yeah, when people she, grow mustaches now. So Tuesday. we will shave down and start the Gentleman Society on September 3rd, Tuesday, September 3rd, and rock it for that entire week. Yeah. The celebration of care coming back. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for your mustache peer pressure. <laughs> coming up. Our, our weekly segment of mustache peer pressure. It's you know, honestly, that's what it's going to take to bring it back is maybe I have to peer pressure the listeners. Yeah. Into, into it's a new segment. Every week we're like, come on. <laughs> Sissy, come on. <laughs> That's been your weekly mustache peer pressure brought to you by the relevant podcast. Actually, speaking of uh, brought to you by, Just we actually do have a sponsor today with, uh, with, the, with the podcast. You know, we kind of joked about having sponsors in the past, but today we actually have a real a real sponsor. We need to step it up then. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want them to have to be associated with this catastrophe. <laughs> Many of you have heard of the Catalyst Conference. It's kind of for young leaders, and they actually have a special offer for relevant podcast listeners. Make plans now to attend the Catalyst Conference. It's October 3rd through 5th in Atlanta, Georgia. 10,000 young leaders will be in attendance, and relevant podcast listeners can get an exclusive rate of only $229 as opposed to the regular rate of $309. You can register online at catalystconference.com and use rate code R-E-L-E. The offer expires on August 30th, so you have to act 
fairly fast. Yeah, jump well, on yeah. it. Jump on it. Catalyst Conference coming up October 3rd through 5th yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia. <clears throat> well, this is a story that um, I think may get some more momentum. Um, we know that within the last year there were some scandals with uh, some press photography. That You're were, hoping that the scandals get more momentum? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying this particular story oh, oh. will get, hopefully, we'll get more momentum. I just hope that scandals mm-hmm. kind of can pick up in the next year. They're great to talk about. They really are. Some more. But there was a couple photo incidents where um, it was attributed to bloggers uncovering it that AP and uh, Reuters and these big news agencies had, there was a couple pictures that were doctored um, to make them look more dramatic. And uh, in several cases, it was to make um, the Israeli side of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to look a little bit worse than the pictures actually depicted. Yeah. Um, well, there's a new picture has surfaced, um, and the picture shows a, a woman um, with two large bullets in her hand. And let me read the caption to it real quick. An elderly Iraqi woman chose two bullets, which she says hit her house following earlier coalition forces raid on a predominantly Shiite Baghdad neighborhood in Sardar City. At least 175 people were slaughtered on Tuesday and more than 200 wounded when four suicide truck bombs targeted people uh, from an ancient religious sect in, the north- in northern Iraq, officials said. The problem with the photo is that the bullets she are holding are still in their casings and have clearly never been fired. Like, having never <laughs> dealt with yeah. a firearm, I can tell this, and also pretty much everyone on the internet. Yeah. Moreover, yeah. can can I see the picture for a second? Yeah. The only way that those bullets could have possibly hit her house is if someone threw them at her house. And two, even if they were fired, did they bounce off her house? And the, and, and the problem that a lot of people are seeing with this is that the story <laughs> is essentially about truck bombs that slaughtered almost 200 people. But the picture and the and the immediate caption um, go to show what coalition forces th- what they did. They shot this woman's house apparently, but they shot the, her house with bullets that were never fired from a gun. Yeah, and and I think you know Jesse and I talked about this yesterday, and Jesse and I you know politically we tend to be uh, we tend to have differing opinions, honestly. But no matter what side you're on. Uh, politically, how you feel about the war, I think we ought to at least hold journalism to a certain standard. That journalism ought to be unbiased and trustworthy. And clearly, either this is an example of very sloppy work where people did not... Beyond that, extreme negligence. Yeah, how many levels did this have to go through through a worldwide news agency before it got posted on the web? And these are war photographers. Yeah, how many people saw this before it got put up? And no one, not one person, noticed that these rounds had never been fired. So at best, it's negligence. At worst, it's willful uh, distortion effect. And that is absolutely... It's absolutely inexcusable. So last night I came across a, a video on YouTube that I, I, I want to play. It's about a minute long. It's, it's uh, about the war. I mean, it ties in. And I know we have a lot of listeners. Uh, we have some listeners who are soldiers in Iraq right now. We have listeners who are very in, against the, the military action and, and, and all that. So uh, I, I just this can stand on its own. But it was an interview that aired on C-SPAN in 1994 with Dick Cheney. Just listen. Do you think that the U.S. or U.N. forces should have moved into Baghdad? No. Why not? Because if we'd gone to Baghdad, we would have been all alone. There wouldn't have been anybody else with us. It would have been a U.S. occupation of Iraq. None of the Arab forces that were willing to fight with us in Kuwait were willing to invade Iraq. Uh, Once you got to Iraq and took it over and took down Saddam Hussein's government, then what are you going to put in its place? That's a very volatile part of the world, and, and if you take down the central government in Iraq, you can easily end up seeing pieces of Iraq fly off. Uh, part of it uh, the Syrians would like to have to the west, uh, part of eastern Iraq uh, the Iranians would like to claim, fought over for eight years. In the north, you've got the Kurds, and if the Kurds spin loose and join with the Kurds in Turkey, then you've threatened the territorial integrity of Turkey. It's a, it's a quagmire if you go that far and try to take over <laughs> Iraq. The other thing was casualties. Uh, Everyone was impressed with the fact that uh, we were able to do our job with as few casualties as we had. But for the 146 Americans killed in action and for their families, it wasn't a cheap war. And the question for the president in terms of whether or not we went on to Baghdad and took additional casualties in an effort to get Saddam Hussein was how many additional dead Americans is Saddam worth? 
and our judgment was uh, not very many, and I think we got it right. That is chilling. Chilling. It, it honestly is. It's chilling. chilling. It was after Desert Storm, 1994, yeah. an interview on C-SPAN. I, I was, again, we don't need to tell our opinions of it. It's just, I, I, it was chilling. Uh, that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have one that is probably almost as, uh, as much of a hot-button issue. and As uh, the mustaches? Right. Uh, probably will, will inspire almost as much passion from people on I- either side of the issue. Um, a guy in England was, uh, was fined for tormenting neighbors by from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. And mind you, this was in the middle of May, playing Wham's last Christmas <laughs> over and over and over. Uh, so loud that the neighbors couldn't sleep. So I know that this is, you know, for for anyone on the anti-wham side of things, this is just going to be adding fuel to the this fire. War on Christmas, for, man. Yeah, for pro-wham people, that this is it's just going to make you look bad. And I know that George Michael can't be happy about this. You can't tell me that he was behind this. And and especially they picked Last Christmas, which is maybe the worst wham song ever. It's a really uh, hot-button issue that we'll probably hear a lot more about. Yeah. It's probably going to really factor into the upcoming elections. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of soothing, soft. Yeah, but not for three hours. <laughs> I can barely listen to this song for three minutes without yeah. flying into a well, rage. At least it wasn't LFO, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, before we uh, do the next slice, uh, we actually have a gift here, and this is probably the most elaborate gift we've been given. It's from Karen Wood from Chattanooga, Tennessee. She sent us kind of a a Southern delicacy gift bag uh, or a gift bucket, gift basket, and it includes RC Cola. Mm-hmm. And what else we got here? We got moon pies. Moon pies. A big, ba- a big, in a big metal bucket. It's a, a southern thing, is what the tag says. Yeah. So thank you very much, Karen. We uh, we all enjoy RC and moon pies very much. Well, my name for Arby, you know, might not be that novel of an idea to have a person named Arby, <laughs> but a couple in China have named their kid the at symbol. <laughs> not it's not the at symbol not like hey the at symbol no it's the actual symbol that's the at well, a with the little yeah. when they speak to him how do they address him well apparently the father said the whole world uses it to write emails and translate it into chinese it means love him so i don't i don't know what? he said and that's not like an official translation, but this is apparently just what the father wants. But when it's written, it will be the at symbol. Apparently, there's a big shortage of names in, in China. <laughs> so they've gone to symbols. Well, the 87% of the children in China last year had 129 names, like a combination of 129 names accounted for 87% of the kids born. So at will be... Um, Definitely stand out. What, be a unique little kid. Huh. What will his email address be one day? <laughs> at, at, at. Uh, <laughs> yeah, someone needs to start an email server called at.com. Yeah. So you could be at, at, at.com. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Up next, Jamie Moffat. You're listening to Summer Breeze by Seals and Crofts. It's now playing right now at Relevant.TV. Actually, let me give you the uh, Relevant TV lineup for the week. The featured video over at Relevant TV, Relevant.TV, if you haven't tuned in lately, is Future Forestry with Open Wide. Uh, you've heard Future Forestry here on this very podcast. It's, uh, the video is actually a song that they performed here. Um, we also have Breaks, Breaks, Breaks with Beatific Visions. We have Ben's brother with Let Me Out, Bright Eyes with No One Would Riot for Less, and 
Last but not least, the Chemical Brothers with the Salmon Dance. It's the Chemical Brothers featuring Fat Lip from the Far Side, and it is a hilarious video. Uh, it's called the Salmon Dance. It's like Finding Nemo, sort of. Yeah, it's called the Salmon Dance, but it is a creepy aquarium where Fat Lip is one of the fish and he raps and stuff. It is, <laughs> it is, it's really bizarre. Anyway, relevant.tv, tune in, check it out. Um, we put a lot of work into that stuff, so we'd love for you to tune in. All right. Here on the phone with us is Jamie Moffat. And Jamie, you work with The Simple Way and also uh, Potter Street Records. Yeah, Shane Claiborne, myself, and uh, four other folks. We all founded the, the Simple Way community about 10 years ago here in Kensington, Philadelphia. And out of that has, has also blossomed a number of other projects, which include our little record label, Pottery Records, uh, our DVD series, the United World of Possible series, and a uh, community arts and after-school program called Yet End Camp. Cool. Well, just for readers who aren't familiar kind of initially with what The Simple Way is about, could you just kind of give a rundown of what you guys' mission is? Yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, uh, the biggest trick here for the longest time has just been uh, love God, love people, and follow Jesus. And we've been just trying to do that as, as uh, simply and effectively as we can. Our big goal here is really just to, to be neighbors, to provide any services that are available, but also that we have available, but also really just to be a, a good lending ear, be good neighbors, and, uh, I don't know, bring about change. Uh, I mean, it, it was easy for us early on to really see that we wanted to live in the area that, that we wanted to most kind of directly affect but also be affected by. Mm-hmm. And 10 years later, I, I really don't see any other place that I'd ever want to be. For people who aren't familiar, it's it's sort of a, an urban area just outside of downtown Philadelphia? Yes. Uh, Kensington is known as, it's actually, I believe the Statistically, the poorest neighborhood in the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. So it's a pretty, it's, it's economically, it's a pretty hard hit neighborhood. Are statistically, the number one source of income is welfare. The number two source is drugs. And the number three source was a hospital called the Fiscal Hospital, but they since shut that down. So I mean, the, the irony is out of the top three income generating uh, opportunities for folks in our neighborhood, the only one that was of an actual job scenario was closed down. Wow, and, and yeah. this this past week, some of our or it was what two weeks ago, three weeks ago at this point was the fire. Yeah, it, June June twentieth. Oh, okay. And the fire is a seven alarm fire, right? That that kind of yeah. destroyed the whole block. Yeah, a hundred and seventy firefighters came out. Uh, it took them forty eight hours to put it out. It was total insanity. I mean, there were four hundred homes that oh, had to be man. evacuated. It was it was an abandoned warehouse that had been abandoned for. I believe it was like almost 20-some years. And even the firefighters, I mean, we, we, were, we were starting to become on a first-name basis with a lot of the firefighters that take care of our neighborhood because that particular warehouse had been on fire, I think it was like four times just in 2007 alone. And the city wasn't, they just weren't doing anything about it. I mean, if, if this was, I mean, it's really, it seems kind of crazy to say, but I really do think it's reasonable to say that if this was an abandoned warehouse in, a, in an area that wasn't as kind of uh, economically disadvantaged as ours is, this sort of thing wouldn't have happened, which wouldn't have led to a massive case of arson that ended up causing a seven-alarm fire. And just, just the heat of it alone caught the 3200 block of 8th Street. All the cars caught on fire. They exploded. And then the block across, which included our after-school program and community art space, that whole block, the other side of the 3200 block of 8th Street, all burned and all those houses are gone now, which includes... A lot of families that we've been connected to for the ten years that we've been here. Wow. Was there was there anyone injured in the in the fire? Fortunately, everyone got out. Uh, we were really fortunate in having a couple of visitors who were up in the later part of the evening, actually doing some craft stuff. And uh, they smelled smoke. They felt the fire. And then when they uh, when they saw the pretty massive inferno across the street, called nine one one, got everybody out of our house, and then banged on doors until the until the firefighters came. And everyone in the neighborhood got out. I mean, it's absolutely devastating what it did to the neighborhood. But uh, as far as disasters go, this one we were very very fortunate to not have lost any of any of our loved ones here. Yeah. How has the simple way been able to uh, respond to the tragedy? in a way that's impacted the neighborhood. The first step was really just, holy crap, our neighborhood's on fire. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening was that our other house, the one just up the, the block on Potter Street, became sort of a drop-in center for folks who had been displaced. And then over time, we became a place for folks to kind of reorganize, you know, is everyone okay? Is anyone missing? Who needs what? 
uh, where are you going to sleep tonight, that sort of thing. And then now, out of that, we've created two funds for one to rebuild 3200 Potter Street and one strictly for the families. And we've, I'm really happy to say that we've raised quite a ton of money in getting these neighbors back to what they had before. So we're having bi-weekly neighborhood meetings. So everyone that was involved in any way in the fire, they're coming to the meetings. And we're finding out things like who has fire insurance? Where are people staying? I mean, you know, do you have a, a bed? That, that sort of thing. As far as like what you guys have envisioned for the rebuilding, have you guys in the last you know month since this has happened? I don't. I don't want to say the opportunity, but has a situation kind of given you guys uh, any any bit of a fresh vision for you know what the neighborhood can become? Yeah, we've had quite a number of meetings with the neighbors and. Really, it was kind of just kind of bouncing ideas back and forth between us and the kids, our block captains and committee people, and, um, and, and and the folks that we've known for a while, too. The idea at the moment, kind of the running idea that the neighborhood is, is looking to push towards is we'd like to take the now abandoned lot that the warehouse was on and turn that into a park and a garden for the community. We, we don't really have a whole lot of green space in our particular neighborhood. I think it's like two or three blocks just to the nearest park. So most of the kids in our neighborhood just play on the street. So if we can come up with some sort of healthy, natural green space for these kids to hang out in, what we would like to do is then rebuild 3200 Potter Street as a proper community center to support the park. That's the that's kind of what we're looking at at the moment. It's kind of tricky with the city. We're getting some support. I, I don't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't at all be true to say that we're not getting any support from the city. But it's just kind of like they're not really sure what they have to offer, and we're not really sure what questions to ask them to say. I mean, what we want to say is like, hey, we really want a park. Can we make this a park? And uh, we haven't really gotten a straight answer from anyone yet. But um, we've also got a lot of folks who've been very very supportive. And it's been helping us kind of holding our hands along the way into, into trying to figure out how to, I guess, kind of just how to ask the city the right questions as, as to how would one go about doing something like turning what was a complete inferno into a, a new clean and green park for our neighbors. That's awesome. Well, you know, we, we think what you guys are doing and have done up to this point is just awesome. And we want to give listeners the opportunity to support you guys. And um, is there any place that they can donate or is there any things that they can just remember, even in just like prayer requests or just kind of send their support you guys' way? Definitely keep us in your thoughts as far as, I mean, just, just it's a lot. And I mean, to have... To have our neighbors come by and say, you know, I still don't have a place to live, or one one of our neighbors lost her uh, her whole line of work. She was uh, she had just got her degree to be a massage therapist, and her table and her all of her equipment it all burned up in the fire. And like like we really need to just kind of make sure and keep keep these folks going because it's just when you lose everything, when you lose everything, I mean it's remarkable, and it's something that I've never had happen to me. And I, I hope it never happens, but I'm, I'm certainly glad that I can be here and, and help those folks. And I really hope that all the relevant folks out there can kind of just keep us in your thoughts. If folks are will, or have the ability to, uh, to donate financially, they can check out thesimpleway.org. There's two different places where they can go. They can donate to The Simple Way directly or to the families, uh, which will go, it'll go directly to them and rebuilding the neighborhood. Well, awesome. Well, um, once again, that's thesimpleway.org. And Jamie, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us today. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you. You're listening to So Much Love by The Rocket Summer. See, so Summer wasn't in the name. It was in the band name. Uh, that's Still witty. Theme. You that's thought I'd zig, I zagged. So there you go. It's The Rocket Summer. It's off their new album, actually, called Do You Feel, which they advertised in the new issue of Relevant, and we've uh, reviewed and talked about The Rocket Summer. We like them a lot. The album is Do You Feel, and this is So Much Love. All right. Your feedback Last week, we asked you for, you know, speaking of summer, uh, summer vacations, we asked you for your most disastrous, horrible, awful vacation stories. 
and you did not disappoint. Uh, you've had some horrific things happen to you, and we will now revel in your misery. Yeah. I think what we learn every week when we do this is that our listeners have lived really horrible lives. <laughs> yeah, well, and we love it. Well, I love this one because it's sort of like a Ben Stiller romantic comedy. Um, uh, uh, Kyle Martin was, he just finished uh, his freshman year of college, and he was offered a job as a youth intern in Vermont. Um, and anyway, after the internships was over, he was quite sure he was not interested in pursuing a career in youth ministry. So his girlfriend at the time uh, was having a wonderful time traveling with a singing drama group for college. But at the end of her summer, she and her family came to pick him up in Vermont. He had a car uh, and was going to New England with vacation with her family for about a week and a half. So they go to Vermont and pick him up. Well, a couple days in, she breaks up with him. And so he's on vacation with her family on a road trip for a week and a half. <laughs> Why with, was she with then? With his ex-girlfriend and her family. What? And he said they were... Uh, Just wait till you get home. Whale watching, <laughs> whale watching, going to baseball games, lobster dinners, whole deal with awkward awkwardness. What? Amazing I mean, awkwardness. Okay, if, wow. it, if their relationship was at the point where she was that close to needing to break up with him, he had don't take him on the family vacation. Well, yeah, it, wait, well, it, it all well, yeah. gets better. Oh, he goes, oh, the reason she broke up with me? All capital letters. She kissed dating goodbye. Oh. Well, guess what? A year later, started dating again. Dated for three years after that. And they just celebrated their fourth wedding anniversary. Take that, Josh Harris. That's yeah. what he said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's not our quote. That's his quote. Yeah, I didn't say it. He did. All Kyle right. Martin said it. But that's why I said that's like a funny Ben Stiller movie. Hello, dating. Yeah. <laughs> I kiss you hello, dating. <laughs> All right. Shelly Stengline. Oh, uh, I know her. We went to elementary school together. Are you serious? Shelly Stengline. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> You, sir, are an equivocator. Her disastrous vacation entails the first day of her trip to NYC with her best friend, and this is just last month. So they uh, they get some Cinnabon in the in the airport, and they depart. And as the uh, plane begins its dis- descent, Shelley starts to feel the first pangs of stomach pain. Uh, now she has severe motion sickness, but she thought she was going to be okay. She gets off the plane; she's fine. Like, oh wow. You know, I've escaped motion sickness. Well, then they get in a uh, 10-passenger van to head to the hotel. And as they're in New York City traffic, she knows she's a matter of seconds away from just losing everything. And somehow her friend had the wherewithal to yell to the driver that they needed a bag. So he passes back a Burger King bag, which she begins to... uh, to uh, vomit in, or as I like to call it, whistle beef. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's whistling beef into this Burger King bag. It turns out that, like everyone in the van was just disgusted, and it turns out that they are the very last ones to get dropped off at the hotel. So they had to sit there with a bunch of disgusted passengers as she uh, vomited into a Burger King bag. And then later, a pigeon pooped about an inch away from her, and it splashed all over her black pants. So, Jenny Manglos uh, from Orange, California. Once again, this was less than a month ago. She was coming back from a missions trip to Brazil from Sao Paulo, and she wasn't feeling so well, so she took some NyQuil. Well, about an hour into the flight, she started feeling really nauseous. She goes to the bathroom, and while waiting for the other person who was occupied, while waiting for them to come out she actually lost consciousness so everyone's freaking out you know they're thinking they're gonna have to land the plane luckily there's a doctor and a medical student on board and they discovered it was probably just reaction to nyquil the altitude no water no food so they're gonna be okay without landing the plane but the oddest part of this was that the doctor was brazilian he didn't speak english well he gave her a huge bottle of water and said if she drank it all that she would get into Yale. <laughs> That's just I mean, like, They've really become lax with their admission yeah, standards. standards. Can you drink this big bottle of water? You're in. That's the admission standards for UCF. So. 
Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I thought they just put a mirror to your nose to see if you were breathing. How <laughs> you just wander on campus? <laughs> oh, come into the class. <laughs> you it's can like, be a graduate assistant. We we are going to have to invite. UCF people back again to well, hug it out right again. Here. I have a degree from UCF. <laughs> I didn't know they gave those out. Yeah. Natalie, Natalie Clutter said her dad is a huge Chevy Chase fan, um, and so he should have recognized this moment when it happened. But she was about 14, and her family drove out the Six Flags, and they get there, and the, the parking lot is completely empty. Um, and so they all start walking up, and she can see the visible excitement of her dad mumbling to himself, first ones here. We're the first <laughs> ones here. They get to the gate, and the park had lost power that day. Um, and so they, they couldn't go to the bar that day. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. And they didn't uh, hold John Candy hostage yeah. and make him go on all the rides <laughs> with, with them. With a BB gun. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that was not part of this wacky story. <laughs> okay, this isn't actually a story about vacation, but it's a little bit of a clarification from Jonathan, Jonathan Griffiths, who you may remember as the Englishman in Idaho. Yes. He wanted to clarify how he ended up in Idaho. He was working for Youth for Christ as a volunteer. And he said he met a young lady who was visiting as a volunteer from the U.S. And he summoned up the courage to tell her how wonderful he thought she was. And evidently, she felt the same. She felt she thought she was wonderful. He too. actually <laughs> clarifies. He says, I'm about awesome. me, not her. <laughs> uh, well, maybe her too, but that's besides the point. Uh, so he, he presupposed your, uh, your smart alecky comments. <laughs> well done, Jonathan. So as anyway, we got married. One of us had to relocate, and it was me. Idaho is a pretty nice place to be. Wait, wait, wait. One's in England. One's in Idaho. And yeah. the one who She's had to Idaho? move was the guy from England? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, Idaho might seem fun and like novel if you grew up in england by english standards um, yeah and <laughs> actually northern idaho is gorgeous oh yeah it's, it's one gorgeous of the most gorgeous nothing places to do. i've ever seen sure but uh he, he's in the boise area so he said there are some signs of life so sadly i've never eaten tatoes the crisp empire in england is run by walker's crisps <laughs> but they do have the coveted prawn cocktail crisps as well as worcestershire sauce flavor and he asked, did the salt shaker crisps come with a little blue bag of salt that you poured into a crisp and then shook it all up? Yes. I ate those, and they did. So Did uh, they really? Yeah, they did. You put on as much or as little salt as you want. Thanks for sharing. That's cool. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> I, I, I'm sharing the information. <laughs> That's right. That was the first podcast I did, and I, I messed it up. He what says he actually oh, says Maya, yeah. the butchering of my emails forgiven. <laughs> oh, the laughs that proceeded from it were worth it. Um, also, he has he has a pretty amazing idea for a T-shirt. Uh, he was telling <laughs> one, just randomly. Yeah, well, he was telling one of his friends once again. He says on another entirely unrelated topic. So he presupposed that you would, that you would say <laughs> that, Jesse. This guy's in our heads. Um, he was telling some friends how much he I loves the magazine. I do have a magazine. British man from Idaho in my head. He's my inner monologue. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah. I do too. So now I know his name. It's kind of like Stranger Than Fiction. That it's yeah, you think it's I'm, just an inner monologue, but it's actually a, a real know, guy. Yeah, I don't know how I've always known he lives in Idaho, but somehow I knew it. Yeah. And he's just off on a farm composing emails that are yeah. actually your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says he was telling some friends how much he loved the magazine, the website, trying to convince them to subscribe and everything. No, just wait. He told uh, his friend that when when he gets the magazines, he he just eats them up within a day or two. His friend says, and then you crap relevance. <laughs> says, so how about a t-shirt? I crap relevance. We do crap relevance. <laughs> and we print it up every two months. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for your feedback. We actually are really excited about this week's editorial question of the week. So here it is. Editorial question of the week. So in the podcast, we have talked about mustaches coming back. And, and jorts. And some super sexy jorts. <laughs> Christopher Patrick's bringing them back. (laughs) We would like to know what fashion nightmare you would like to see come back and be in style. That they're going to lead the charge on. (laughs) What would be your mission in life to bring back? I can tell you right now, mine would be like jumpsuits with roller skates. You know, flare-legged jumpsuits. Mm -hmm. Like kind of the the kind you'd see people wearing on 70s variety shows. Mm -hmm. You know, 
bright colors, kind of like Elvis. You know, a lot of rhinestones. Think of the Osmond brothers. Yeah, exactly. Big flared legs and roller skates. Just roller skating everywhere all the time. With See, rainbow I, laces. In your, in your flared leg jumpsuit. I like stilts. I don't. Mm-hmm. I know they weren't really ever part of the common uh, fashion thing, but I mean, you're talking about roller skates. Still, still kind of creeps me out because it's so inhuman. Like if you're at, <laughs> if you're at Universal Studios or something, and like no more juice, no more theme park rants comes up. No, I'm just saying. It, I'm just. You could be anywhere. Yeah. And a person on stilts comes up. It's a R- really you couldn't be anywhere and have a person on stilts. <laughs> you could be at some sort of uh, carnival. Okay, no, you, that's a specific <laughs> place. No, you could be anywhere and have them come up. You just would not be expected. You could be at a parade. Like I would yes. say, but again, you're not like in the library, and a man with yeah, stilts comes up. But they up. could. <laughs> yeah, they could. How they get in the, the library? Well, that's it's the frightening tall thing. ceiling. Yeah, that's what's so scary. The door about is it. it's like how this guy tall? even get in here? They can bend over. Yeah, and the, the, not only is the door small, but it's a revolving door. I don't know how they made it in. I've here. been at restaurants where there's people making balloon animals on stilts. Yeah, I think the thing is, Jesse, that really. It becomes even more scary when it's a situation you don't expect to see a stilter. Yeah. You know? Like, I would say probably the most frightening situation is you're an astronaut, you're doing the moon landing, mm-hmm. you step out onto the lunar surface, and a guy on stilts walks up. Horrifying. The guy his no. Uncle Sam. Absolutely no, I'll tell you what's yeah. even worse. Okay, you're driving down, like, an old country road <laughs> in the middle of the night by yourself. <laughs> your car just goes... Guy no, yeah, your car just goes... Just shuts off, and all that works is your headlights. And you're like, "Well, better start walking to the service station. Hope I can find one." You're just in cornfields, you know. <laughs> Coming down the road right at you is a man on stilts. Tell me that you would yeah. not either have Actually, a nervous breakdown or just go in the cornfield. You, yeah. you want to make this a horror movie? You're walking down the road. You get about a hundred yards down the road, and a guy on stilts behind you, about a hundred yards behind you, comes out from the cornfield. He's dressed as Uncle Sam. He just starts kind of walking, you know, just kind of keeping pace with you. Yeah. So you start yeah. walking a little but faster. But he has a massive stride. Uh-huh. So he's actually yeah. he's gaining gaining on you. You yeah. start walking faster. He starts walking faster. You take off running, and you just hear behind you. And then you look out in the cornfields, and there's hundreds of them. Yeah, they're coming out of the cornfields with these huge strides. Now tell me that isn't a nightmare, right? That turns out they're just there to sell you used cars. Yeah, that is just still. Irrational fear. Yeah. yeah. I never want to break down in a cornfield in the middle of the night. Out of, not out of any other fear. In other stilt than country. Men yeah. on stilts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what's actually, like, what brings me joy uh, about car lots. Not guys on stilts. It's those little uh, those little things that they blow air through and they move their arms around. Yeah. I don't care what kind of day I'm having. I see one of those guys. I'm like, ha Look at you. What are you doing? You don't care. You don't have a care in the world just waving your arms around. You're crazy. <laughs> My day is better already. <laughs> Look at you, crazy little guy. Um, okay, so that, I'm sorry that my my stilt thing wasn't a fashion. <laughs> For, More of a terror. A, a fashion, though, that I would like to see come back is it was really in the early and mid '80s. It was red jogging shorts where the mm-hmm. the slits went all the way up to the waistband on the sides yeah. to give you a lot of air and yeah. freedom and movement. Yeah, uh, have- we got to bring those back. Mm-hmm. Members only jackets have kind of come back a little bit. Oh, I, yeah. I, I dig members only and jackets. And not just ironically. They're, they're they actually are pretty cool. Yeah. I always wanted a billabong jacket. You guys have those? <laughs> no. You know what I want to come back? Starter jackets. Starter jackets. <laughs> oh, my goodness. NBA or NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be sweet. Who didn't have one? I, I didn't, and I always wanted one. I, I, I had desperately, a magic one. Desperately I had a one. Charlotte Hornets one, and my <laughs> brother had Chicago Bulls. I, I wanted a Kansas somebody, State Chiefs one. Somebody had to have had a Dallas Cowboys one in this oh, room. Oh, I, I know plenty of people that did. Yeah. I didn't have one. I Everybody had Dallas Cowboys shirts. I don't know if it was just in my area, but you either had a Cowboys or the Hornets was just big because of the colors. And the Hornets... Because Teal was really... Yeah, <laughs> at that era, at the era, the Hornets Teal. had Alonzo, Muggsy Bowes, Larry Johnson. Grandmama. Yeah, they were, they were a hip team. Yeah. Let's not forget Owensboro native Rex Chapman. I think Zeke Averichis should come back. Zeke oh, I always wanted Zeke Averichis. Jinkos. Hypercolor shirts. You remember mm, hypercolor shirts? Yeah. Hypercolors are never horrible. Come back. Horrible idea because you would have colored armpits and, <laughs> yeah. and a colored line down the middle of your back in the summer. You yep. know? But there's tons of fashion statements, so I don't think 
everyone will have a very hard time yeah laying yeah. in the snow i like the idea of uh, bringing back the sweat the sweatshirts but we we rip the neck hole and arms off of it kind of yes. like bill belichick does <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean the uh, man is a nfl coach oh it's so he annoying. runs for not only is he an nfl coach he runs arguably and i don't like the patriots but they're probably the the best team in the nfl perennially the best franchise yeah, yeah. And this guy cannot yeah. find anything else in his wardrobe but sweatpants and a cutoff t-shirt. And then he wears that headband with this mop of hair. He looks like the sideshow Bill with the hair out there. I mean, he's a professional sports coach. You know what's the most ridiculous thing about that is that he is in league dress code. And that um, the Car- Carolina coach last year, he, he wore a suit to a couple games. He got fined because he wasn't in league dress code because you have to wear NFL licensed apparel. Yeah, well, that's at least, ridiculous. Hey, take the take the Herm, Edru- Herm Edwards, Tony Dungy, take the high road. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Those sure. guys look nice. Sweater they, vest, sweater polo. vest, polo, turtleneck, maybe. Okay, I'm bringing back the sweater vest. There is a guy at the Orlando Magic Games. He's an old guy. He wears sweater vests. He is my favorite dude in the world. I call him sweater vest. Mm-hmm. And and I, honestly, one day, like my dad handing the mustache baton to me, I crave for sweater vest to hand me the sweater vest mantle. And his and seats, because he's right behind the Yeah, he's got courtside seats. <laughs> I, I, I picture it like... Um, Mean Joe Green, you know, it's like yeah. you're sitting there hey, after kid. a game. Hey, kid, you know, <laughs> sweater vest. <laughs> um, also, overalls where you have the one strap. Absolutely, oh, no yeah. question. Or backwards. Yes, Aww, any kind of backwards cross. clothing. Yeah. yeah, you know what? No one could ever pull off with all the backwards clothing is backwards shoes. I always thought about that. Like, <laughs> it would really take some flexibility, a lot of practice. Maybe you but just I switch see the, someone the right and the left. Off. Uh, that's not enough for me. I want to see those shoes facing backwards. I would, I would rock um, Reebok pumps again. Oh, man. Heck yeah, with the basketball on the tongue. They're already back. They're making them again. The pumps? The yeah. actual pump? Really? I was at the Reebok store this weekend, and they had a whole section for the how pants. About, how about L.A. Lights? <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, rock those. L.A. Gear. British Knights. Yeah. yeah. Some BKs. Yeah. I had some BKs. <laughs> you didn't. One you probably just... stole all the ideas from our listeners. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no. let's, let's stop more. talking so we can tell. <laughs> There's more. Crokies. They hold your glasses on. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. there was someone at church with those on this yeah. past Sunday. In the incident that in everyday life that your glasses may fly off your head. <laughs> can we can we just put a call out right now to stop the thing where guys are wearing their sunglasses on the back of their neck when they're not on their yeah, eyes? Don't ever, ever, ever do that. Can we if please you're doing just stop? It, stop it. Can we <laughs> stop it right now? It's like if you wear your cell phone on your belt, stop, stop it. it now. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> Your pockets are not that full yeah. that and, you have. And honestly, if if you don't want it in your pocket, get yourself a man bag, okay? We can get past this, this kind of, you know, I'm scared of looking feminine. Well, it looks better than wearing your cell phone on your belt. Yes, it so does. So stop it. Uh, or, cell phones or are small enough now. Bring back the fanny packs. Yeah, it's not like you're carrying yeah. around a Zach fanny packs cell are, phone. Fanny packs are actually on their way back. I know. Uh, we were at the store yesterday, and Lacoste has a whole big line of fanny, yeah. of fanny they're, packs. They're, they're on their way back big time. Yeah, and I, I will let them pass me by. Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, unless the, for the one week that we all have our mustaches, <laughs> you wear fanny packs. You all have to go to the, like Universal together. <laughs> yes, we'll go. No, we'll go to MGM Studios and ride the Aerosmith ride with yes. our fanny packs and our mustaches. I love it. I love it because when the last time that ride was actually cool and exciting it was when the, all those things were in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you want to ride in the fashion, you know things that you think really need to come back in the line of the mustaches and the other stuff we talked about. Write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, extra points for including a photo that we could post. Ooh. And especially you in the item. Um, you know, a picture yeah. of you in the item. Bonus, bonus points. Also, if you're interested in joining the Relevant Podcast Gentleman Society, Jesse will post more information <laughs> about that and, you know, criteria, timelines, things like that. But go ahead and start ramping up now. Stop shaving. Let's, let's you know, get in motion. It'll probably be something we do at the beginning of September for Kara. So, okay, write us editorial at relevantmagazine.com. Many thanks to Jamie Moffitt for coming through. You can find out more information about their organization at thesimpleway.org. Just a quick reminder again, uh, check out 
uh, the new relevantstore.com. Uh, a bunch of new products have been added, and uh, some new apparel companies are now part of it. Uh, uh, a company making bags. Uh, we're about to add a company that actually makes shoes, and the proceeds go to some social justice causes. So a lot of cool stuff's being added every week, so make sure to keep checking back to relevantstore.com. All right, on that note, we'll wrap up this week's podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. What are you doing? You don't care. You don't have a care in the world just waving your arms around. You're crazy.